Hey, you're about to listen to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. We bring the show to you free almost every week. I think maybe we take one or two weeks off a year. And it never costs anyone a dime. Well, it costs us a dime. It never costs you a dime. Uh, but a way that you can help us out a lot is, as always, you can visit our sponsors that we talk about in the show. You can also support us by going on over to patreon.com forward slash geek in the city. We have all kinds of levels there to help us out. And you get extra rewards depending on the level that you get there. But another really great way that you can help us out is to just share the show. Uh, we get comments all the time from folks, um, email messages back when you could see somebody physically in the real world saying that, hey, I love the show. Or like recently, it's like, hey, I really like the recaps you guys have been doing for Discovery and The Mandalorian. Um, and it's great. We love to hear that. It makes us feel really good. But what make us feel even better is to see like retweets of at GITC radio on Twitter or sharing us on Facebook or sharing us on Instagram, uh, telling us makes us feel all warm and fuzzy, but it doesn't help the show. <laughs> uh, the only way to help the show is to help us get the word out. So if you could help us share the show on Instagram, where it's geek in the city radio on Facebook, even though Facebook sucks, it's just also geek in the city radio or on Twitter at GITC radio. So, yeah, help us get the word out so we can keep the show going and getting the word out there and keep having more and more years of good, geeky, and socially conscious fun. Yeah, sounds good. Let's start the show now. It's been a long, long week. Why don't you spend some time with geek? So many issues today into which we must delve. We're gonna talk about the stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert, we're going more factor 12. Thanks for pressing play. Now we're gonna save the Hello, and welcome to issue 579 of Geek in the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Bean Rita. I'm still your other, other host, Cable Hashtani. And we have a bunch of guests on and friends because it is our end of the year cocktail virtual party. <laughs> Folks can say hi if they want, or they can just hang out. Um, I'm having to re-pour a drink because I, for the first time in my entire drinking life, uh, I had to dump out a martini. Scandalous. It was well, The ghost of every 007 is screaming in horror right now. No, I think they would have been screaming if they had tasted what Aaron described as the his, yeah. his fallen it was, drink. So, Okay. I'm just going to peel back the curtain a little bit more on this drink that I made. So I bought these fancy olives that were anchovy stuffed olives, which I know might be a lot for some people. But in my brain, I was like, that's just going to be extra salty, which makes Mm -hmm. it extra better dirty Mm -hmm. martini. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird sweet vermouth brine that they used, and it's gross. So a pox on that olive company. I will never purchase their pitted products ever again. Well, whenever I have, you know, 
salted or tinned uh, fish, I definitely say, you know what? This needs more sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why you should never trust the. That's why you should never trust the Spanish. Twenty twenty will truly leave no stone unturned in screwing everybody over. Right? It really yeah. is. <laughs> had friends on Christmas Day that had their cars broken into. Oh, oh just I had. We had uh, a weird thing that happened in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve slash Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, is that me? No, it's not you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, right at like 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm just starting to fall asleep, and somebody rang my doorbell. Mm. I saw Christian uh, tweet about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so a weird thing is that like my house, um, usually it's like the front door and porch that faces the street. And then there's a garage like to one side or another. My house is sort of sideways. So the front door faces one of my neighbors, backyard doorways face the other neighbors. And the, and the, the front of the property is the garage. So you have to go a ways to get to my door uh, as evidenced by the FedEx guys who just throw shit like just anywhere <laughs> on the property, but nowhere near my front door. Um, and yeah, somebody, somebody rang the bell at one in the morning. And so first there's this like, did that really just happen? Should we go look what's going on? Um, and so while Christian's like looking out the front door, cause it's glass, I'm looking out the window that faces the street and j- just in time to see someone popping out from my yard. Cause this ah. is like right here is like the, the front wall of my house basically and walkway is that way yard is that way and someone came from that way going this way right past the windows for me to see them just casually perusing my property and they like walked across the yard and then over over by the cars not like they were kind of looked like they were leaving but you know you know the angles so you could i could tell that they were walking directly to my car okay yeah and then they walked across the street to somebody else's car. So they were, like, casing the neighborhood, I guess. Oh, seeing if people was a, were awake so that we might hear, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, like, they weren't acting suspicious or trying to hide their maneuvering. <laughs> they were just going around. Like, you'd think if you're, like, casing somebody's house, you you sneak if you know, if you're waiting to see if someone comes out, no, they were just casually walking around. Was it a loud knock, or was it like, a, let me test it? No, it was the knock. doorbell. It was oh, the doorbell. Oh. That's fucking weird. There might have been a mental illness situation. It just seemed really. It. I don't want to say I'm harmless. There just didn't seem to be any real intent. Right. A lot of these people that are doing shady stuff will um, act very cavalier in case somebody sees them. They can go, what? I'm just walking down the street. Like if you're, you know, going full on, you know, John Ralphio, don't be suspicious. You know, very (laughs) suspicious. Um, But yeah, that's real weird. Yeah. That's true. I I have two, two things. One is it is 2020 and I do agree with Edelin on this. It's, the more casual that you act, the less likely you are to draw suspicion. And two, don't don't homeowners like you like just have a bat by the front door for situations like this, so you can walk out on your front porch and go, "Hi, 
but you do it. Surprisingly, no. I have a machete by my bed, but realistically, that shouldn't be your first go-to. Why? Oh, sorry. Did I just out myself as, as a machete first, questions later kind of guy? <laughs> yes, yes, See, you did. I have lived street level in downtown Portland for over 15 years. Mm. There was always a bat by my front door so I could walk outside and say, hi. Can that's I true. help you? I have. And that's see, true. I have. I have hung out with you before playing games when it wasn't a gallery thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, oh, I'll he'll, Cable will just stiffen up, look at the window, and say, "Hold on." He mm-hmm. just like John Wick style. He just gets up, grabs the bat, opens the door, and says, "Do you need anything?" Okay, good. Move along. Great. And see, when I lived in the city, I was on a fourth-story apartment um, with restricted access. I had one of those little phone door things. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice way to like keep people from being at your front door. Hmm. Typically. Typically. We, we have a friend who keeps a spear. He just, <laughs> he just <laughs> had to uh, brandish it at somebody the other I, day. And, I think uh, we have the same friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does he live in Michigan and have um, yes, a he does. amusing video from his front door uh-huh. uh, security camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. We have oh, a mutual yeah. friend. Hi. Oh, Hi. Cheers. Good Cheers. Cheers to that. Yay. Yay. Am I, yeah. I, 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 I just the stereotypical Texan where I have a handgun and an AR-15 by the bed? Yes, you're a Texan. Yes, yes. yes I think so. <laughs> I, I assumed that those things are just given to you when you were born a Texan. Right. Uh, no, what's written into the uh, state constitution is that everybody gets at least two... Uh, Shooting irons and a deed to a Ford F one fifty. I mean, I just figured it was like a Texas baptism. Like you know, you go to the you go to your local ranger. They crack open like a shotgun shell and they sprinkle the gunpowder on you, and then they go like you know, go in peace and armed, my son or daughter, or whatever. And then you're like, hey, you're a Texan now. A Texas christening. Yeah. Has everybody already seen the uh, clip of the um, the guy <clears throat> in line at a plaid pantry or something similar, where uh, there's some some <laughs> jackass is uh, repeatedly um, calling the uh, cashier uh, the n word, so the oh, man yeah. behind him just picks up a Lipton twisted tea or an Arizona twisted tea and just smashes it over the guy's head <laughs> who immediately Good. just falls out of frame. So I was such a dork. Like I kept seeing all my friends that are like really into like pro wrestling. They kept creating all, they were keep making these memes with twisted tea. And I'm like, did something happen like on the last pay-per-view? And then I started seeing everyone else and like a, like a dork and old dork that I am. I just go onto Twitter and I type in search twisted tea. Like what's going on? And then the video's, like there were there were already great remix. Um, I think my favorite was the Hollerback Girl. Just like every hit is just <laughs> I get into tea. Nice. That one, and there was one that was um a Dave, one of the Dave Matthew songs, whatever. But they linked it in. They yeah, they hooked up the audio really well. I did. Anyone uh, have anyone watched the full video? Mm-hmm. I I did. Yeah, that, that dude gets more than he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> what I love those in the end. What I love at the end, though, is the guy that's beating says, we good now? We good? He's like, we good. We good. All right. All right. As it should be. Yeah. We good? 
That kind of I, thing. I, no, I was seeing a lot of ass. memes first, and I'm like, why is everyone talking about Twisted Tea? <laughs> uh, the, the rabbit hole was well worth it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think my other favorite is the dude in the background while the fight's going on, still just ringing up like he's buying his fucking mineral water in JoJo's, and he's like, peace out. <laughs> yeah, no one was going to interfere with that situation. No. Just, just it, let it, it happen. What, Shh, what, let it happen. What it up is when the guy goes, you a clown. On God, you a clown. That's when that guy just decided. He was just like, like I'm going to have to yeet this white boy's soul out of his body. <laughs> and if 2020 <laughs> just didn't deliver, and it was just choice. It was so Absolutely good. choice. So how has everyone's holiday been? If people just want to hang out and stuff. We don't have anything planned, by the way. This was the plan. This is this the, was plan the plan right now. We did even less cursory planning than we usually do, which is usually five minutes where we go to air. Like, hey, what are we covering? We didn't even do that. Well, no, we planned. We planned to kick back, dress fancy, and uh, ring out this shitty year. That's true. Oh, you got it. <laughs> that thing is. Pardon me. Yes, this is uh, this was one of my Christmas gifts. Oh. Now I want to run and get mine. <laughs> I didn't realize they were. What is it? It is a, it's from Mondo. It's a tiki mug, but it's as big as a vase. And uh, it is shaped like two hands holding a planchette. The and they detail still, on this is stunning. I have them, I think, too. Fucking Mondo, man. Uh, I may have to break down an order one. I saw, I saw Ida, she posted a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't quite realize the scale until... You know, Bean held hers up, and it's bigger than her head. I know it. I think it actually is. Yes, even with my big hair today. Mm-hmm. That should be your family photo: you, Christian, the dog, cat, and that. <laughs> Pose like do it like it's a like you're a mafia crime family. Kind hold of on, thing. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, you guys can keep talking while I Christopher. do Christopher, she's already done it, hasn't she? Oh look! Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's Ryan. Hey, hey! So most How people know my my hetero life mate who now lives in Colorado. Hello, everyone. Good to see you again, Ryan. Hey, it's Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice hey, to see hey. you. Hi, Denise. The worst, the worst die roller in the history of all role playing games. Not quite the worst, but fucking <laughs> goddamn near. The second worst. Who's yeah. worst? Yeah. The cursed hand. Will Wheaton is the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't ever let Ryan touch your dice because otherwise you just have to throw them away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is actually a fact. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I ruined them. Unless you're playing GURPS, then Ryan will never lose if he plays any kind of GURPS. <laughs> well, that's just because GURPS is terrible and nobody plays it. I was going to say, one might argue that you've already lost by playing GURPS in the first place. Ooh. <laughs> okay, well, does GURPS even still sell really well? I mean, you seem to have a decent selection of it. Yes, there's always seems to be some sucker that will still buy anything produced by Steve Jackson games. Uh, this is, sorry, this is not the opinion of right. That's fine. Place that I work, which is Guardian Games. Um, this is my opinion. But fuck Steve Jackson and fuck Steve Jackson games. Wow, I wish I knew anything about GURPS right now to like really put the. It's more. What is it called? Generally unplayable role playing system. 
I think that's what it's nicknamed. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine it, that I work with, um, one of my office mates, is a massive GURP stan, and we like we've gotten into nerd arguments about it, where we've had to just go, you know what? I'm going back to my cubicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I get it if you have a mad on for like a universal system to run any kind of genres. Great. Get Savage Worlds or Fudge or anything that isn't GURPS. Mm-hmm. There are <laughs> like multiple a, of those out there. There's the, there's the revamp DC, like anything. Just Now there's now Cortex Prime, which is designed for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. That's the... It's brand new. It it's brand new, but it's also old. It's a system that is used in a lot of uh, licensed RPGs, um, and this is the first time it's been produced as a standalone. This is the system that this game used, and this game used, and this game used, um, because they all needed their own system, but they didn't want to make one up, and they just used Cortex. And now it's like, yeah, now Cortex is its own thing, so you can do whatever. Oh, that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. I know that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, the mean, the Masters of the Universe game was there. The uh, wait, Supernatural, the TV show. Wait, mm-hmm. there was a Masters of the Universe role playing game. I think that there's a mod for using Cortex Prime to play Masters of the Universe. Okay, I would play the shit out of that. Yep, you should check out the book the next time you're in. I w- yeah, yes, one more role playing system that I will yeah. own and never play. <laughs> never say never. I- I you have to a... join another role-playing game like next week. Me? Mm-hmm. I am? Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> acquisitions? I thought you were starting oh, but that's an acquisitions still... Oh, that's still D&D. Mm-hmm. Well, so are you. Yeah. I'm on the fence, actually. I don't know enough yet. Um, well, no, but it's another game. If, oh, you're playing yeah. 12, if you're playing 12 D&D campaigns, you're still playing 12 games. Oh, and my head doesn't count. It's just D&D. Yeah, because it's, it's not you're not learning a different system, right? It's still well, all D and D. Okay, fair. It's like having twelve Skyrim save files. Some of them are a Khajiit, some of them are a Dark Elf. You know, it's still just Skyrim. It's all Skyrim. Yep. No, no, I, I can, I, I don't think I've ever done more than one save file on any game ever. Oh, you have to. It's foolish. Oh, to trust me, I recognize that that is a poor decision. That's how just how t- I've always done it. And how many times have you hit load? Probably how I'll die doing it. I, I didn't say, realize you were that you... much of a daredevil, Denise. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> how many times have you hit load and realized, oh no, oh no? Um, did you did you also read choose your own adventure books without putting a bookmark every time you made a decision? No, because I've never had a choose your own adventure book. Thanks for thanks for opening up old wounds, Zach. Oh <laughs> Just we, we wouldn't be closing out 2020 if we didn't bring up someone's childhood trauma. I mean, please. <laughs> you know what I'm getting you for the next gift-giving holiday? Oh, yeah, hey. They're the coolest. Wow, that conversation paid off. Uh, no, I've never, Ooh. I've never done a choose-your-own-adventure book. Um, I remember hearing about them as a kid, but I think I just always assumed that they were already archaic. No. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, you will accidentally get killed by an innocuous choice. Yes. Yep. You know. You enter a hallway. There's uh, there's the left and there's the right. I choose left. An eagle eats your eyes out of your sockets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these things uh, write themselves. And the board game is no is no less uh, madness. Also, this is true. Yeah. There are two of them now. 
I know. I haven't even played through the first one. I started playing through the first one two years ago uh, with Aaron and Jen, and they were both so hammered <laughs> that they don't even... So I was like, well, let's... We got past, like, chapter one. It's a it's a co-op game. There's only mm-hmm. one character, and you're all running a character. Um, and we got into the middle of chapter two, and I'm looking at both of them, and I'm like, this, we're not, okay, we're going to wrap up for the night. You two both need to go die, I think, honestly. Um, but Junian. And so I put the game away, and the next afternoon, I was like, hey, do you guys want to pick up the game? And they were both, what game? <laughs> the choose your adventure game we started last night we did I'm like oh okay never mind oh, and i've oh. never and i've never played Ooh. past that ever yeah. but you know, you know bean i i don't do multiple save files either really like um i'll do maybe like a couple on the same character but like starting a brand new character and having like multiple characters at the same time no i've never done that no, oh, that's that's oh, madness. That now, oh boy, no, I, I I couldn't do that. Too many storylines going through my head. I already have too many storylines with my in my you know D and D campaigns and stuff. I I couldn't have that also on my video game consoles. I can't. But. I I, do, I can't ha- even have the same storyline going on at two different points in time at the same time. Uh, for example, um, let's say I was watching a series, a TV series that had like six seasons. And then someone else is like, oh, I heard that's good. And I'm like, yeah, you want to watch it? And you start it from the beginning, right? Obviously, you would start a new watcher at the beginning of the series. And yeah. now I'm watching like season one, season two stuff. But I already know things from season three, four, however, wherever I'm at. And like my brain cannot like keep track of like what thing happened when, mm. when I because now I've got multiple points that I have to actively retain in my brain. But this is how you learn how to manage time travel. Yeah, he's yeah. got you on that one. That's true. Well, is- I think what that means is that if we have to time travel. I'm fucked. <laughs> I hope you're there, Cable, to help me because I will not. I cannot. Uh, I'm already there. Yeah, you don't realize <laughs> it, Bean, but we've already ha- we've already helped you out. You just haven't caught up yet. I I refuse to learn. <laughs> well, then this you're just going to. You're this is one hundred percent true. I, you're I just going to die in the circuits of time and be lost forever. I'm not proud of it. I just know it's a fact. Aaron, that was only the once, and we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, the clone's doing just fine. Look how happy she is. He shouldn't have gone left down that hallway. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least this way, Bean won't be eaten by Langoliers. Oh, well. One of the beans won't be. Uh, that was a really tough week. Don't bring it up in front of her. We're on bean. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and mute her. We're on bean five, you guys. Just don't say anything. <laughs> Wait, you're on bean five? What timeline is this? <laughs> so, Wait, we're going to have to punch uh, out Brian Pinchot again? <laughs> I think uh, we peaked oh, after I, I the, have that on a loop. This is, this is beanery two. <laughs> this, is, this is thread seven two five. Seven two five. Oh, I have that written down all wrong. Crap. <laughs> Look what you caused. So we're still on Aaron Prime. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you always revert back to the Prime whenever you go to the show. Sure. The the Zoom. No, it's yeah. Well, I got bad news for you. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> this is a weird show. 
I'm not, I can't contribute to this because I don't even know which one I am. So, uh, you're, you of don't course not. You don't. Need you're to the know. original. See what happens when you don't read choose your own adventure books. <laughs> <laughs> don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, I don't know whether I should or not. Like, I, I've, have I been protecting myself this far, or like is something going to implode if I do it now? Yeah. Or have you made yes. yourself an easier mark to other less uh, kind time people like us? That's true. And if Ashton Kutcher has taught me anything, it's that the, the more times you go back in time, the worse it gets. Well, if Ashton Kutcher could teach one lesson, I guess that's the one. <laughs> oh. I mean, even that is pushing it, but I think we can give him the one. Wow. Everybody gets one. He does a lot of work to break up well, sex trafficking rings. Well, I, does he really? Does he really? Like for yes. real? More so oh. than acting. He's almost entirely stopped acting in order to... That's right. I saw him testify in Congress a couple years ago, right? Yeah. He's yeah. put all of his energy into it and like almost all of his money and um like, that's a very like his movies but uh good job dude he's doing his, he's using his power as a rich white man to get shit done absolutely and i i will not like disparage him for that but i'm also a little bit like what happened dude how is this the thing that you're this is how why is this particular hill the one you're gonna stand on if, if maybe because he has a conscience if child sex There's trafficking a wasn't of... a dog whistle for QAnon, I would be 100% on board with this. But that that makes me yeah. worried. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know enough I'm about I'm so annoyed politics. because I can I contribute to a uh, charity known as Save the Children. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they've existed for more than 100 years. And uh, it just, that name just got completely hijacked uh, by a bunch of Absolute doofuses. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It is. Uh, as far as I'm aware, now I'm not his A&E biographer or anything, but yeah. I don't believe that Ashton Kutcher is buying into that shenanigans. I believe what he's doing is actual legitimate work. Um, he's been doing it for many years. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know a whole lot other than that because... Like, I don't know the guy. Why would I follow everything he does? (laughs) But I did read a couple of articles about uh, some of the work he was doing. I mean, I basically stopped following him after the butterfly effect, so... (laughs) It was the best thing That was one of the outcomes of the butterfly effect. (laughs) I guess... (laughs) Look, I I kind of like the butterfly effect. I I actually really like that movie. I think it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. it is a good, solid time flick that delves into the horror aspect of it. Yeah. And seeing Goth eat some soup was kind of weird in that movie. Oh. Okay, I never saw it uh, because I didn't have interest until this moment. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan Soupley plays one of his buddies, and in one of the timeline kind of things, he's this goth guy. Which, he if you look up... The- he was one of the two bullies on Boy Meets World. He was the uh, he was the larger guy who they had a running incest joke with, as opposed to the small squirrely guy. And he was also he's in a lot of Kevin Smith movies. Honestly, that's how I know him. Yeah, he's the um, he's, he's the, trying he's to buy the... weed in Clerk Sue. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's also he is the he's trying to Kevin, sailboat as Kevin calls it. He's the Earth Two um, snowball. 
What's his name? Ethan Supley. Ethan Supley. Just oh, yeah. I totally recognize this guy. If you see him now, he's incredibly jacked. He's gotten into like healthy eating and weightlifting, and he helps people get into better shape. He was like, I used to be like in horrible health, and I did this. Let me help you. Like that's his thing now. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dude. When you see him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. He's definitely one of those people you know their faces better than their name. Yeah, yeah he's definitely Jack too. He's apparently super nice. Also, yeah. as like, he's apparently one of those guys. that's like, you know what? I grew up like fat and picked on, so that will not stand around me. Kind of attitudes. So, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, he was also in Men at Work, which means that he worked with both of the um, the guys. The Estevezes? No, no, no. No, no, no. The, um, so the younger brother was in Boy Meets World and the older brother, Savage, both or of the Savage brothers. Oh, the Savages. Yeah, Ben Wait, which, and... Oh, Savages. Wait, which men, at, which men at Work are you thinking of? Men at Work, the TV show? Oh, see, Greg and I both went to Men at Work, the movie, with yep. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Estevez. Oh, no, you know what? It is the movie, not the show. Yeah, because so, the movie... Disregard. It's awful, but it's amazing. The movie Greg gave Colin, us probably Keith David's best line ever. The never touch another man's... Another man's french fries. Another man's fries. <laughs> It gave us that and those two fighting and Emilio Estevez saying, you're a stupid man. You're a stupid little man. Calling oh, back right. to the Machete and, reference earlier. Oh. Machete 2, when they have Charlie Sheen playing the president, that was pretty hack foreshadowing of reality to give us a deranged, <laughs> egomaniacal, unhinged, president in machete kills and then you know for reality to just follow that right up with what actually happened that was yeah. very hack foreshadowing not believable <laughs> i just realized i never saw machete kills it's fun it's, uh... it's uh, a lot more lighthearted than the earlier one which is good or bad depending on how much you liked the first machete but um uh, oh, what happened? Uh-oh. Oh, his phone went on mute. Oh, oh I must have clicked it on accident. Zach, unmute yourself. I Every fucking week. Cut your whore mouth, Norm. You know, <laughs> uh, everyone here uh, aware that the um, Spy Kids universe and the Machete universe are a perfect circle. They're they're in the same. Yeah, because that's the uncle. He's Uncle yeah. Machete. Yep. And and also the sh- Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. And there's a yes. new one coming out. There's it's it's already one. out. We it's can be curious. Netflix. Yep. Yeah. It's, I saw uh, a great uh, a great meme about like when um, when choosing your streaming service, consider what type of father figure you want your Pedro Pascal to be. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, in summary, after my phone uh, went to sleep, apparently, uh, Machete Kills, uh, if you liked Gremlins 2, 
um, oh. and can separate Gremlins 2 and Gremlins as being two movies in different genres, similar genres that are both fun in different ways. That's kind of machete and machete kills. Uh, oh, that's a good, relating that's a good to, uh, distinction. Oh, uh, machete kills has uh, cyborgs, space travel, and um, uh, machine gun bras, and uh, Sophia yeah. Vergara cannibalism. So if all of that sounds fun, that's kind of your Gremlins two sort of well, feel I, with. I need I need to watch Machete Kills because honestly, yeah. and I I will accept the hate I get for this. I believe Gremlins two is superior to Gremlins. I had a lot of fun with it. It has my favorite Christopher Lee line in any movie. Things, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But Pedro I Pascal, remember... what everybody think of Wonder Woman? I haven't seen I it yet. I don't know if everyone's seen it yet, so we can't. We got to stay away from okay. Wonder Woman. Then <sighs> I I saw the negative reviews. I watched it. I didn't see what the fuss was. I liked it. Maybe maybe next week we'll dive into it. Give folks more time. That gives me a de- nah, that gives me a deadline. Yeah, I've been kind of dancing around it. I will. I, I will, will withhold say, nope. my opinions for now. I suppose. Yes, yeah, so, so will yeah. I. Um, I will say that uh, watching it at home uh, was interesting. Um, it was kind of nice. It wasn't as much fun as the first Wonder Woman. Well, we we had the yeah. special experience of getting to all watch it in the theater together with <laughs> Greg Rucka. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would have talked yeah. is if Sloan and Nicholas Scott at the same time. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got to yeah. we got to sit we got to watch it with the dude who basically reinvigorated that character for DC. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, Katie. It wasn't like the first time we watched it. <laughs> very very different. Um, I was sitting there watching, and I was just like. I miss the whole room of people. Okay. <laughs> oh, you were wearing the tiara too, weren't you? We all were wearing mm-hmm. tiaras. That, yeah. Oh, that's true. We were. That, right. I'm mad. I'm not wearing a tiara. It was glorious. Oh, if I had known, I could have dropped you off my Wonder Woman tiara. Oh, I'm you still sure. have one? I still have mine somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's actually like I right down here. I've got this like, well, yeah, I keep costume stuff. So I gave mine could... to my niece. I'm sure I can, it goes, I can, it goes with I can her swap costume. Out. That's cool. Wait, I want to see this tiara. Yep. <laughs> um, there they go, looking for tiaras. Yep. It's tiara watch this time. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can do a bunch of hat swaps. So here's one of my hunt. Okay, I'm tiara's on demand. Tonight on Tiara Hunt. <laughs> well, now I need to go. Get if you that. say that, if you say that the wrong way, it could come off completely different, Norm. Yeah. Oh, what kind of uh, cover band is Tiara Hunt, Norm? <laughs> Tiara oh, Hunt you know. is the name of my all accordion Bikini Kills cover band. Damn, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? I said that, and uh, I'm a liar. It's not in the bin that it used to be in, so that means it's in my garage. Tears. I couldn't Skin find this. But I got this. Yo! Nice. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's even pretty... better. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. 
Don't don't anyone Man. tell you it's not a tiara. That's that's a fucking tiara right there. <laughs> that's this that's is my big tiara. God, this hat is so heavy. <laughs> oh. oh, Greg's little foos rodal going on. Yeah, just a little bit. I feel like Bex has to have some kind of headdress. She strikes me as a headdress person. I'd have to, if I got something, the kids would notice. Then I'd be like, oh, are we getting dressed up? And then they'd be all in my face. Crap, they heard Tiara. Here they come. Oh, sorry. Uh oh. (laughs) There, I got one. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Perfect. That was the most adorable thing. That's fantastic. <laughs> I like Thanks. how Ka- I like how Katie's tiara is just the hood, so she can go out and you know sneak attack people. <laughs> I'm disappointed now. I initiated this whole tiara business, and I haven't a one. Well, you yeah, do have your funeral. You have your funeral veil, which is good. Oh, it's yes. like it's mm-hmm. like you're mourning the loss of your spouse who had an unfortunate accident. What am I going to do with all this land he left me? <laughs> Oh, oh, widow, Mr. Lonely Widow Oil Baroness. Sergio, yes. Chad, Todd, Steve, tend to me. I am sad. That, 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 that's my pool boy's name. Oh, what is my oiled pool boy? <laughs> Next <laughs> week on Tiara's in the City. <laughs> um, we're going to use that someday. Uh-huh. That can be my uh, that can be my spinoff show. Tiara's in Carfields. <laughs> Because I can't use Bean in the City. That's for when I just take over this one. Right. Oh, whatever you want. Just let me know. <laughs> it's all your... I'm, I'm out. I, I Bye, guys. It's the, show the now. You, sh- you showed your hand. I'm not going to do it if you want me to do it. I mean, I no, don't. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was convincing. <laughs> Very convincing. I like how Ida looks like like the witch version of Mola Rom right now, which is pretty awesome. Ripping out some hearts and shit. Right. Either that or she's going to run up to Greg and be like, there can be only one. Oh my god. It's just the Kurgan. Yes. Yep. yep. Speaking of the Kurgan, I can't believe I waited so long to watch this. So like, I think it was yesterday. I was chatting about, if you have Shudder, I watched a movie called um, The Mortuary Collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's basically it's three little short films hooked up as like an anthology. Mm-hmm. And Clancy Brown plays the old creepy mortician in this dilapidated mortuary uh, funeral home. And almost all of the exterior shots were from Astoria. So like mm. the Flavel house is the mortuary. Huh. <clears throat> and it's legit, like a legit solid horror movie. It's really well done. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, we have a we have, apparently we have a friend we've had her on the show before Claire she's a makeup artist mm-hmm. she worked on that movie I guess last year and she commented that not only like first she's like it was one of the best top ten film shoots I have ever worked on in my life and then she wrote in case you're wondering Clancy Brown is every bit as magical and wonderful as you would hope he would be in real life and I was like oh thank God yay. I saw that comment and clapped. I was so happy to hear that Clancy Brown was a good guy. Yeah. So that dude gets banned from Twitter like every few months for like calling the president like a like a horrible, disgusting twat. And then he and because well, if he but when if the president does it, that's yeah. Funny. It's funny though. If you wonder why Clancy Brown doesn't tweet for a few months, it's because he got banned. 
And then he comes back. He's like, well, I'm back for calling the president a piece of shit, which he is. So I guess I'm going to get banned again soon. So I'm going to keep until <laughs> I get caught again. Like, don't piss off the Kurgan. Don't piss off Lex Luthor. Yep. I think my favorite of uh, Clancy Brown tweets was uh, when someone posted about, I think it was DC Comics, was like, it's Superman's birthday. Super- yeah. <laughs> Superman. And the first one person that commented was John Cryer said, he's not that great. Followed immediately by Clancy Brown going, seconded. <laughs> Followed up by Michael Rosenbaum, who went, also kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's like, oh, so good. I love all of these Lex Luthers. <laughs> I was pleased recently to discover that Super Dickery is back up the Super Dickery website uh, oh, documenting is? Superman the Super Dick. Wait, oh, I love that website. I've That's never so heard good. of that. I had to take this off. This thing weighs a ton, and it's all on the front. So it's all like, oh. Um, I I might subscribe to that one because. Uh, Superman is not omnipotent per se, but he's he's pretty dang close compared to you know mere mortals, and he is a space entity, not from Earth, uh, not human. So, oh, are you being like, sa- are like you being... all like all omnipotent space beings? But he's not a dick. Tell that to the people who have he... that website. Oh, In the Silver Age, Superman was definitely a dick. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that's because he was written by dicks. Come on. Well, he was always like, he was always like taking Jimmy Olsen and stuffing him full of hamburgers, (laughs) and then, but Jimmy Olsen forcing him to, to like uh, buy him a series of Father's Day gifts, which he'd burn in front of him with his heat vision. Hold on, that hamburger, that hamburger thing doesn't seem like a thing Jimmy doesn't want. Yeah, that's the thing. Speaking of he Jimmy, also made Jimmy else... marry a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jimmy liked that also, though. I'm going to say, these all just sound like Jimmy Olsen things. Um, has anyone... We reviewed it, and we had Fraction on the show over a year ago now, but the trade collection of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen is now out, and I highly recommend it. Excellent. Oh, man. Like, it was fun uh, to read the single issues, but it is much more enjoyable if you have them all as one story because there are so many jokes you don't get. Because basically, you'd always have to reread every issue to catch a reference. And if you have the trade, it's all right there. And that... Cool. The, 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 the issue where Jimmy Olsen wears Metamorpho as a pair of Speedos is just... Oh my god. I don't know that Metamorpho's any comic fate. book has made me laugh as hard as that one. It's so fucked up. It's so great. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance, pick up Jimmy, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen... It's a twelve issue mini series, maxi series. It's all collected now. Pick up Greg's Lois Lane too, which is also great, but mm-hmm. not not funny at all. Very different styles. Very of stories. different. Yeah, this so far is my favorite link from uh, Super Dickery. Oh, let's all take a look at it. Oh here. boy, let's all click in real time. Uh, is that from uh, Injustice? <laughs> it has to be based it's, yeah, on that's that the, costume. That's the Injustice uniform. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. <laughs> well, th- thanks for uh, pointing that oh. out to us, Kevin. That's a, yeah, that's a good website. I, speaking of that, though, I think my favorite run of Tom King's 
during the whole the marriage of Batman and whatever was when Bruce and Selina and Clark and Lois they they go on a they go on this weird double date where Bruce wears Superman's outfit and Clark wears the bat outfit or something like anyway they have this whole conversation how both like Bruce and Clark are like they both admit like how much they actually care and love for each other and like how much they feel bad for the other one's life. You know, Mm -hmm. Bruce is like, he lost everything, like his planet destroyed and he's this stranger on this planet and he has all these powers and he's just, and yet he chooses to be great. He lost everything. And Clark is like, Bruce could have it all, but they took his family from him and he just refuses to ever find peace until he can make sure that no one ever suffers that way. I could never be like Bruce. It's just, it was like this great little charming little moment between the two characters, but that they'll never tell each other. Mm. It, it's true um, that that is really good, but it does definitely downplay the, the real important thing that happened in that, which is Lois Lane and Selena Kyle became friends. Yes. Yes. That is a terrifying mashup. <laughs> I love that's it. A, that's the power couple right there. Yes, it is. It's like, yeah. oh, the, the woman who is afraid of nothing and the woman who can break in anywhere. Yeah. Yep. That, let's let's put the two of them in a room and let them be friends. That's that it. sounds excellent. So yes, I, that that is uh, the that sound is the fall of the patriarchy. I like it. I like that idea. This fun little uh, end of the year Geek in the City radio gathering is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. First up, of course, is Guardian Games. They have been our longest sponsors since this was just a little blog site. Find them over at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. There's no in-store gaming yet. That's going to be a ways off still, but they have plenty of games as we all hunker down for the winter here. Um, they got board games, role-playing games that if you have a you know, household that can all play the same role-playing game, that's great, but they're easily adaptable to online play. Trust me, I've been doing it for months now. Um, as well as dice games and card games. Something that I'm going to do this winter is kick up my super nerdy mini-painting uh, time pastime again. So they have a really great selection of miniatures you can paint from all types of genres, as well as all the supplies you need. You can either buy just a quick starter set that D&D puts out, or you can go super crazy and get all the crazy, you know, putty and glues and everything you need to really modify your own miniatures there. They have it all at Guardian Games. So stop on by there, check them out, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're down there... Thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Just like our other sponsors, Bridge City Comics, they have all the comic books you could possibly need. Uh, This is also a great time to open up a subscription box. There's going to be a lot of new titles going to be dropping really soon in the coming year. And the best way to never miss those titles is to have a subscription box at Bridge City Comics. It doesn't cost you anything Just, you know, try and pick up your books at least once a month. Don't let them sit there forever because those are books that they have already paid for. So if you want it, you got to hold up your end of the deal. Uh, It's also a great way for them to start to determine what kind of books you might like. So, you know, every once in a while they might throw in one or two that you didn't know about. Those ones are not under an obligation to pick, but usually they're pretty right. Your comic book store owner, they know you. They know what you like. And Bridge City Comics knows what you like. So find them at 
3725 North Mississippi Avenue in Portland, Oregon. And when you're in there, give them a long-distance hug and thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. And then, right before we get back to this, a big shout-out to Revnat of Revnat's Hard Cider for hooking us up with some equipment so the shows sound great while we're all recording from different households all over the city. So yeah, big shout out to Revnat of Revnat's Hard Cider, the official alcohol of the apocalypse. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, let's get back to the show. Really, so any, first, any big that's house. That's a good one. Jenny, any big house where you have more rooms than people or sense. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's just so much, yeah, there's just so much opportunity like to be in a room where like no one ever goes in here. So like in be- uh like my favorite line in the the live action Constantine, like the the show, not the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. what's behind that door? Oh, you're not you're not ready for that. How, How do come? you know? Because I'm not ready. Because <laughs> I'm not ready for that love. For that love. So apparently, uh, on that in that episode, we looked down the rows of uh, the room of hallways. Mm-hmm. So apparently, someone who worked on the Constantine live action show was a Star Trek fan. Because apparently it's almost impossible to see, but if you have a way to zoom in close enough, one of the doors is a DS9 rolling door. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What was the idea that the House of Mystery has a connection to Terok Nor? <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Totally. And there's doors spooky. that go to all kinds of places, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... The whole magic of that house? Yeah, I mean, that's totally like an anthology show that should be on HBO Max. You just call it, you know, DC's House of Mystery. You basically do Tales from the Crypt, but with superheroes. I still feel like that the way they have left things with a lot of those shows, that's, like, that is an eventual spinoff. Mm-hmm. Like... Like they they've just gone like they went through that whole cancellation of a bunch of shows and then announcing of new shows that were coming in. It's like I was not expecting them to cancel Black Lightning for a spinoff show about uh, Painkiller. That was oh what I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, I mean I heard about I heard about Black Lightning getting canceled, but it's because the Painkiller is going to be a spinoff show. So I don't the, see why you had to drop the one black lead show just to do in order to be able to do another one, but okay. Because it's not uh, with the return of Batwoman, it's not the only black lead show superhero show true. anymore, which right. is right now. Yes, now that is that is true. It would it would not be the only one. Has the new yeah. Has the new Batwoman aired yet? Has that started yet? None of that starts until next month. Okay. Yeah. Everything has been filming. Uh, January is the release date, so that's Supergirl, Flash. Oh, good! Um, I'm still caught Batwoman. up. Yes, you are. So, it's the last season of Supergirl. Is this mm-hmm. Flashes keep going though, right? They haven't dropped the Flash yet. They haven't dropped the Flash yet because I think that's their n- new flagship that took over from Arrow. For Arrow, you have mm-hmm. to have one show that's the the that still kid. links everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Flash um, was only at one or two seasons behind Arrow, though, so I wonder if they'll two. do the same number of seasons or if Could they'll be. go no, on for a while yet. No, that can't be true. If, honestly, part of me wonders if the Flash show will exist up until the Flashpoint movie drops. Mm. That's, that's the movie that's going to bring it all into one weird fucking... 
mm-hmm. timeline. Yeah. And I know that, uh, oh shoot, I lost it. Where did it go? I'm still sort of trying to process or let it sink in that the flash is only two years behind arrow. Mm-hmm. So Cause I feel they, like in- I- they introduced Barry Allen in the second season of arrow and third season was the, when the first season of uh, flash started. I just feel like I'd already like, tried and given up on watching Arrow more than once before The Flash came out. That's fair. Season two was the one with um, Deathstroke. So uh, season three would probably have been the first time to really give up on Arrow. Or maybe uh, maybe season one, depending on how the feel of the show grabbed you. Mm-hmm. Just uh, never really did it for me. I, yeah, I was right. I was right there with you, Bean. It never, it never clicked with me. Although I think I, I have heard rumors and nothing substantiated, but I, I, the new linchpin for all of the shows is apparently going to be um, David Ramsey. Because David Ramsey is going to get to show up as um, Diggler. Yeah, but as the Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And is that is that... Um off the heels of whatever happened with his character in Arrow? Yes. Okay. And by that, he got the, he got a Green Lantern ring. It didn't happen on screen, but they, they have all said, oh no, that was, that was John Diggle becoming Green Lantern. That was 100% what that was. It's like, we're not going to tease you. We're not going to like, yes, the big green glowing thing that fell out of the sky was a Green Lantern ring and John Diggle picked it up. John Diggle is now a Green Lantern. Okay, cool. Good for him. I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's so that he can show up in all of the shows and go, hey, guys. <laughs> They're like, this is a new costume for you. <laughs> <laughs> What's really great about John Diggle becoming a superhero is that he's he's kind of a naysayer. He's just not really into the superhero existence i was gonna say the superhero world but that's not correct it's just like the the existence of being like he hates being super you know super speeded around by the flash he still throws up every single time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah being super is not something that i think he's ever wanted Mm -mm. Um, yeah yeah, I, i don't need to have seen all of arrow to know that about him it'll Sort of and, the and, of superheroes. He's just too old for that shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter when you're a Green Lantern, though. It's true. It's true. Like I, the I only was... thing preventing me from wanting to be a superhero is my body. That's the only, that and billions of dollars. If you give, if you, or, if you just give ma- me like Wolverine magic. healing powers, then like, yeah, fine, I'll get out of bed quickly. I can do that. <laughs> I can jump so, really far. Consequences. Mm-hmm. So your basis for being a superhero is My can joints. I get up? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, how fast do I have to move? How hard am I going to land? Um, have, I, have I rotated my hips Oof. enough oh, in the man. last couple days? So you want to be like you want your like cloak from Cloak and Dagger. He doesn't. He doesn't actually do a lot of running and jumping. He just. He just travels the the dark realm of the shadows. That's how he moves around. Well, no, or no, no, like, because I'm sure at some point he's still like I don't know, runs a couple steps, might sprain no. my ankle. And he no, does a lot really. of floating. He does a lot of floating. I don't know if he yeah. has a lower torso. I think he's just a head in a cloak. 
Yeah. <laughs> that sounds he great. Occasionally that eliminates has legs. all of the problems. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen him reach out an arm from time to time, but his body is just kind of like a void inside of a cloak shape. Most yeah, of the that time. sounds great. Yeah. That, that sounds yeah. great. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. And he has a really perky white woman as a sidekick. Jagger, <laughs> yeah. Losing they, me. They, they're, they're kind of a... Um, they're kind of connected. It's a whole power well, thing. They're kind of a um, a sexual inversion. Uh, her being the dagger and him being the cloak. It was, I think, like an early, like thematic flip. Uh, but um, that, they that, also that like, seems too woke for Marvel. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, funny is that they actually didn't have any like they actually had no like sexual chemistry. Like everyone was always like, "Oh, Winter Cloak and Dagger are gonna do it," and eventually you realize, like, "Oh, they're not. They're just friends." Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've seen Originally. art that implies Originally, that they are I think, very romantic. Well, they're but their powers are connected. Like they can't actually be that far apart from each other, so they're very bonded. But there's no, there's no. It's yeah. There's there's no like sexual connection between the two of them, like at all. Mm-hmm. They just. Oh, I didn't know they made a show. Oh yeah. Oh I heard yeah. It, was, it wasn't bad. No one watched it. It was but only it wasn't two. Bad. It was only but, two seasons. Well, it, it was on Hulu, and it was part of. It was also part of the CW verse, but it was like their weird, like Hulu offshoot, so yeah. they could do a little bit more. Well, but not really. Cloak and Dagger are Marvel, uh, but Marvel's yeah, that was FX and not CW. Yeah, it was FX. Mm. Yeah. I was gonna say oh, CW. Some CW shows did, or there were, before they had their own app. You could watch CW shows on Hulu, and that was great. Those were good times. Yeah. I feel like Cloak and Dagger was existing in that world that eventually gave birth to the New Mutants. Mm. I think mm. the mm. New Mutants yeah. predate it, but Chris Chris Claremont was always no, no. I, like I mean, I mean the t- the TV textual bit. Oh the TV yeah, version stuff. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 The I, I heard negative things about the new Mutants movie, mostly focusing on rampant racist tirades that really make it difficult to relate to some of the main characters. It's, right. it's not a good movie. And Aww. I really wanted I just, it to be. I, I was going to watch look, it, but it turned, wasn't out yet. And then I forgot. I just looked on Hulu and Cloak and Dagger is on there. It's from Freeform. Okay. ABC then. You're going to invite me yeah, I, I think the the thing oh. that I have always had found problematic with Cloak and Dagger is Dagger's costume and the fact that she was a sixteen year old girl. Yeah, yeah, and hypersexualized. Yeah, it's basically I, just a it's basically just a boob and vagina wrap on her. Costume. It, it's That's one of those I, like if I Emma Frost Jay is going to look at you and go, "You should put on some clothes." I think yeah. Jay Edidin <laughs> described it as a boob window that turns into a crotch arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So have Accurate. you ever heard the actual story behind the Power Girl boob window and why they got bigger and bigger? Yes. You you actually told it 10 years ago on this podcast. Oh, uh, shit. Which Jesus. I remember because uh, uh, I listened to it in Afghanistan right before I uh, transferred back home. I, oh, I doubt well, anybody's listening who was also listening 10 years ago. <laughs> all right. So way back in the day when they were writing Power Girl back in the like 
late 60s or early 70s. The creative team on Power Girl felt like they were being ignored by DC Editorial. So the artist had an idea, and he said, every issue, I'm going to draw her with bigger boobs. Every single issue. Until one day, we get a complaint letter from some angry parent about that their kid is basically reading smut. And then maybe the editors might actually answer any of our questions and actually acknowledge that we exist in the same company. So for like nine months, he just drew her boobs bigger and bigger and bigger. So finally the editorial was like, hey, we got this angry letter from a parent that said that like they were offended about how this character looked that their child was reading. And they're like, oh, so nice of you to walk into our offices. Well, you know what? We have some concerns too. <laughs> that, that's that's literally why. Wow. Was uh yeah. That's how I remember that story going. Yeah, the addendum to that story I learned later is that the next month they scaled it back down. The editorial was like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "Well, we're we're drawing her back to where she was." They're like, "No, nah, you can't change her now." What I'm curious about is that the, did they explain it at all in the story, or I so, guess it just was about they've a decade. Done a couple, yeah, they've done a couple, but the whole reason why she and it's. It's really fucking weird, and it's comic book logic. So the whole reason why she has the boob window is that she is technically of the House of L. She is Superman's cousin. She's <laughs> technically Kryptonian. Sure, sure. But she he doesn't, doesn't have a boob window. Well, here's why. She doesn't feel like she is worthy of the symbol of the House of L. So until she feels worthy, she will have a giant opening in her costume, which is a bullshit answer, but that's what they gave. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that was from the Connor Palmiotti first issue. That's right. Uh, And if you knew a team, if there was ever a team that liked big boobs more than that team, you're not. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not going to say I'd be hard pressed to. to, uh, You know what? I'm never going to get a job at DC, so that's fine. But I'm just saying. um, Superman needs a boob. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Like, I'm pretty sure accounts. if you do, you even want that. Yeah. Nope. 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 <laughs> I'm pretty sure if if you asked Jimmy and Amanda, they would go, "Oh yeah, that's that's totally fair. We we love big boobs." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. They they no. Uh, I, I I never mind. All you have to do is read powers. That's Bendis. Yeah. No. That's no. No. Bendis no. no. Wait, wait. You're thinking wait, of the, you're was... thinking of the pro. The pro, that's the it. Pro. That's I also pro. Connor and Palmiotti. That's Connor and Palmiotti, yeah. I have that signed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look. I have no, it signed, too. And when I, when I gave it no, the to pros her to sign, she's like, oh, my baby. And I'm like, yeah. yeah I'm still yeah. amazed that the pro has not been optioned into a film. The only thing I can think is that Palmiotti and Connor are so protective of that book that unless the deal is perfect, they won't take it. I think that's probably That true. sounds accurate. Could you see because like in a half-assed or like taken off of those rails, it would be horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like in the era where like Amazon is making the boys, I feel like something like Amazon would not flinch at making the pro. But I feel like they're like, no, we're if you're gonna make the pro, you're gonna make the fucking pro, which means uh, you're not gonna want little kids logging in on this bad boy. That's a lot nope. No, no pulling your punches. No, not not just punches. 
other physical things too. I don't know enough to to know for sure what you're uh, have saying. Have you never read the you never the, read the, the Pro? The seven sequences, all you need. Yeah. To know. So being the the whole plot of the Pro are these two like fucked up aliens that are trying to decide whether or not basically humanity's worth whatever. And they're like, the humans are garbage. And one was like, if you give a human a power, they will rise above and help the world. They're like, all right, prove it. So they give this like single mother prostitute, basically the powers of Superman. And they're like, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Now I want it. Now I want to see this. It's it's great. It is. Yeah. There's the John scene of the guy who wouldn't pay. There's that. Uh, mm, there's the scene where the she... superhero ho off between uh, the two, <laughs> um, the woman with with all the arms and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, it's just a one shot. Mm. It's yep. just a one shot. Yeah. Yep, they did a little short, but yeah, it's a one shot. Or I don't, yeah. I don't love it, the art, but the story is, is when very they, the character who is the Superman um, yeah. analog analog saves the pros, saves the main character's kid. She re- she rewards him in a way that he's never been rewarded before. Apparently, got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Understood. The part where he's, the part where he's like, I-, "I love you." She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You say my kid. Don't make this more than what it is, buddy." <laughs> let's, not get, <laughs> let's not get carried away. Yep. Yeah. No, it's um, it's fucked up. But good. But, uh, I I sold so many of those when I worked at Tifa. <laughs> But I, I will say this. I, I, there is only one thing I want from Superman now. Put him with a fucking mustache. Oh. Oh, but, you know, uh, uh, Invincible is coming out on uh, Amazon, basically. And that's basically got Superman with mustache. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a mustache. Yeah, what do you need? No I mean, does anyone really ever need a mustache? Jesus, God, no. Yes! <laughs> I'm sorry, but Henry Cavill with the mustache in the Superman suit. No. No. Tell me, tell me that didn't tick a box for No, no, I, let, I will only take, from this day forward, I will only accept my Henry Cavill with long white hair and some stubble. <laughs> I'm okay Wait, with that. Are you guys trying Fuck. to tell me that. Both Tom Selleck, that Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm fucking saying. Jesus. The Selleck, he has no power without a mustache. He has, never mind. He doesn't Don't. need power. Get rid of that guy. What about Sam Elliott? Just yeah, picture Sam him clean Elliott? shaven. No. He was clean shaven once that. in Roadhouse and he died. Let's rephrase that. How about he if also... he just had a full beard instead? That's no. fine. Full beard no. is fine. No. Sam Elliott is basically the mustache Samson. If you trim it off, he loses his <laughs> power. There, there is a very, very short list of men who, yes, need the mustache or are less without it. But again, it's a very, very short list. Mm. Uh, and I mean, like, we can start throwing out names left and right, but I get you more often than I'm be like, no, nah, he's fine. Wait, what if you uh, Gomez Adams does not is not Gomez without his mustache? It's true, but that's, a, that's a Gomez weird. Adams is not Gomez Adams without his adoration for Mortician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. true. Also. Yeah. He can Gomez be fine without it. Also, you, you could switch it out with a goatee. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's I'm a big fan of the idea of uh, people rallying to get Pedro Pascal to play Gomez. Yes. Oh, I can see it. I, I am. You know who else I think I'm fine with that. Is, I'm. I'm. I, I would like to see a bigger rally of getting Tim Burton off of the Adams family. Fuck yes, please. <laughs> As someone who has been a Tim Burton fan for a long, long time, I do not feel like he has anything new to offer. He no. doesn't. And if he insists no. on bringing uh, what's his nuts along for the ride, still. Johnny all Depp. Although the less. Them that much less interested. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I love me some Helena Bonham Carter too, but I'm just tired of that that combination of three. Yeah. That, if yeah, you absolutely like, had to put Johnny Depp into the movie, make him fester. <laughs> that would be an again. interesting casting. Yep. It, will, well, he's, it will meet his requirements of getting to wear some sort of wig, a bald cap. What's It'll funny is he's, he's actually a good, versatile actor. So let him do something else. Yeah, he played a that. weird character in uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Yeah, he does. And he it did. was, it, and it was, it, you almost, you almost wouldn't douche. even know it was him. And it was good. It was a good performance. So he just needs to get off his own dick, and then you know maybe I'll want him to be in things. Like he well, just, he's got to quit hoovering cocaine like it's going out of fucking style. That's gonna yeah, stop. Poor Johnny Depp's got some issues he needs to deal with. He needs he needs to take a little time out and sort himself out. He's just gotten out of a really really shit relationship with an awful person, and they both mm-hmm. just time out. They're both awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like more and more Tim Burton is like trying really hard to be Christopher Guest in his like casting, and it's like it's not gonna work. You're. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with an actor having a playhouse cast. I I am, but y- you're right. Sometimes you get bored of that person and that cast if they continually have nothing new to to offer. Yeah, well, it's like, well, the it's thing like I feel like is- until he dies, Scorsese's going to keep hiring DiCaprio. He loves yep. working, but at least, but, but you know what? The- DiCaprio's a good actor, and you know that's fine. But what, what, I think the difference is like, okay, so Scorsese does Scorsese films. Christopher Guest yeah. does Christopher Guest films. Tim Burton gets major franchise films, and then 100%. he keeps making them Tim Burton movies. Like, 100%. Can't you, yeah, you're, you're right. You're serving yourself and your aesthetic without th- stopping to stop to consider how to serve the story and the people who want to watch that story. And you've publicly right. said that your aesthetic does not include people who aren't white. Ooh, you did say he? that. Ooh, yeah, he did. Uh, oh, have you, none of you heard this? Yes. I did, yes. 100%. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's why there are no people of color in his pieces of work. Fuck that I mean, guy. I guess I don't even have to think hard to realize yeah. that that's true. I can... I can that is 100% okay for Beetlejuice, which is all about the neuroses of white people. Sure, sure. Yeah. Beetlejuice but everything else? No, bullshit. Yeah. So well, the maybe, ro- neuroses maybe. of white people reads like stereo instructions. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Well, I would, also say that, I would also say that Sleepy Hollow and maybe Edward Scissorhands because it's all about it's, there's, a, it's, there's that suburban under... Fair. 100% yeah. fair. Homogenization of mm-hmm. land. So, yeah. Uh, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory could have had some colored people in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. People of color, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to go. Well, well thanks, B. You just got the show. You just got the show. You just got the show canceled. Thanks for that. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. End up hey, the I, final I, sacrifice. I, of I fall into that category. Given. Yeah. We both, we I all do. Well, I think it's great. 
<laughs> what? It's great. I think that's fine. Jess, are you Go. wearing a camo hat with a pink thing on it? No, it's got like pretty little like it's floral. I don't yes. know. Oh, it's, it's like, it's like that's a bird of paradise on there. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like tropical and it's Captain Morgan. It's like Ooh. you worked at Trader Joe's. Oh no. Mm-mm. Not for me. <laughs> I, think if, that, if I was a shirt, I would one hundred percent wear it. If anyone's wondering, Jess has consumed and drank more about craft beer than anyone else in this Zoom call. That includes you and I, Ryan. Tonight Jess is or a, ever. Ever. Jess is <laughs> ever. Just clarifying, that's not an attack. Wow, everything's no. coming out Look, wrong. Ryan's all like, oh, do tell. No. No, please. Ryan, I didn't even Ryan. take it as an attack. So. No, I know. I'm just saying, Ryan, if you ever want to know about craft beer, you hit this lady up right here. Cool. No, cool, cool, no cool. question. Man, you need to PM me your, your information because uh, I'm all about that. June and I love he's saved, Jess. He saved You're Jess. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Plus, Sick. his wife's right there, so it's not like he's doing anything. Perfect. Great. She'll also <laughs> enjoy your thoughts on craft beer, so it's fine. She, she, she's the Sick. one who keeps pushing us to continue brewing, so. Um, wow. I, I well, because one day we're going to open our brewery. Else. Yes. I can't wait to be a barfly at your guys' brew pub. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really That sounds weird. like that's going to be just as lucrative as comics, Aaron. <laughs> okay, well, you know. More so. No. <laughs> Is it? We'll, we'll sell at least. It, it, he'll be in the hundreds of dollars instead of the dozens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring down the mood on me, Cable. <laughs> no, you didn't. Look, look Cable <laughs> is, that, is that one friend we all need. All right, who's like, hey, we're still going to be based in reality over here. I love you, but we're still I mean, going to be based can, in reality. You can look at that a comment positively. How many issues of a comic book am I going to buy? Just the one, and then I'll read it, and then I'm done. But if I like one of your beers, I'm going to buy many of that one beer. Mm-hmm. And That's then true. other ones that you also made, because those are different. Except the overhead yeah. on beer is way higher than comics. More, more, more it, it's I'm also reminding him that he does things because he loves them and not because he is trying to get rich. Yeah, no, I gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> all of us would like to be comfortable, but we all want to do we all want to do what we love. I, but uh, C- Cable, I gotta say, uh, you more than than anyone else, like I, I hang out with, like will say a thing and then. The curb your enthusiasm music plays in my head. That's right. Or, oh no! It it happens at least once. A, at least once a conversation in Henry, my head. I'm a tech friend, and he's very important to have. <laughs> it's true. No, it's it's absolutely true. <laughs> Fun fact: I've never seen curb your enthusiasm. So. Me but I get the general impression of what it's about. <laughs> you running around going, I bought a boat. That's true. <laughs> no, me. I'm the type of friend that will show up at your house with like a 12-pack of beer and uh, a truck. And and basically, I'm just like, hey, you want to get up to some shenanigans or what? Mm-hmm. In your F-150? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his guns. His shooting knife. Well, no, no. See, you, you can't, you can't mix guns and alcohol. It, oh, right, right, right. Something I, really I bad will that. happen. Oh, mm-hmm. right. 
Yeah. Never seen the show. Now the the same song's theme song is in my head. (laughs) Sorry for that. That's all right. I'm trying to figure out what the dog is doing. Okay, she's laying down. So you know what? uh, Comic comic book movie. I really didn't like when it first came out, but I appreciate it now, and I'm actually excited for the sequel that's coming out because. yeah, they're, they're, anyway, uh, uh, Constantine. Uh, you know you what? Guys, Constantine's not bad. It's not. I really didn't like it in, in what, 2005 when it came out? Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I don't know, you know, um, you, know uh, uh, you had you had uh, Keanu Reeves coming right off of the Matrix, Matrix. movies, and I was like, oh, he's just doing the same thing, but that's not mm-hmm. what Constantine's supposed to be like, and What's this with like crucifix guns? What's that? This is awesome. It is Ooh. awesome. I was. I love I that movie. Being, I was. Ooh. I was. So, I did too. I was so far up my own ass in 2005 when it came to like cool shit like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is dumb. I watched it again not too long ago, and I was like, what was wrong with you, past Greg? This is awesome, and now there's going to be a a sequel coming out for it, and I'm really I'm really excited for it because like. Their depiction of the devil was fucking rad. Peter Stormare. Oh. Yeah, it's Peter Stormare. Yeah, he is amazing in that. I'm Tilda right there with you, Greg. And Tilda I, Swinton is Gabriel. I felt <laughs> part of that movie uh, in 2005. Genius casting. I, I think Gabriel was it Jaimon Anshu playing uh, Brother Midnight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it had a great cast. I mean, he's not British. The aesthetic is a little bit off for uh, the setting and all that for actually being specifically comics, John Constantine, but uh, everything else in the movie, the art design was pretty good. Yeah. I think it comes There's down some to... very beautiful shots in there, like oh. when they're pushing the mirror out of the uh, oh, window yeah. at the very oh, beginning. Oh, yeah. And like the wide shot, and he's like holding on to the rope. It's just like that shot right there. Like, this is gorgeous. Yeah. When they that. That's a that's a great example of uh, I, I think Constantine's Constantine's method of just trying to do whatever he can to get something accomplished. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it really showed in a lot of the comics, and I really enjoyed the movie because of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah. it's obvious that he's he's powerful, but he's also not that powerful. He makes so, shit up yeah, as he goes along. That's yeah. what I like the making shit up. Yep. The little costuming touches too, like the fact that uh, Peter Stormare's uh, Lucifer shows up um, in like a uh, southern, like a white, oh, white God, suit and, and barefoot, with, uh, and barefoot bare- with dirty feet. Yeah. Like, yes. uh, like his feet, like his yeah. feet are muddy, like he just, just stepped out of a bayou or something. And I and love just like all of those little touches. I love when Tilda Swinton calls him like son of perdition, you know, yeah. king of lies, and he's like, I do miss the old names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing I really like about that movie is uh, the other genius casting bit was getting Gavin Rossdale to play, like, one of the demons. Yeah. Oh, right, I've forgotten about that. It's such mm-hmm. a weird casting, too. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like he, him, but every time he says... Finger looking good. It's very unsettling. Oh, it's probably supposed to be. It's really unsettling. Let's be clear. It's never really okay for people to say that. 
<laughs> unless you're Colonel Sanders. I, I used to work with a friend of mine um, at uh, the, the Lipman Company, the party store here in Portland. And uh, anytime that we would go like into the, the back to like restock stuff, we would have like um, basically a super cut of finger licking good um, playing on our phones. And we would just like come up behind each other and oh. play. <laughs> just to bother each other. It's um, so disturbing. Yep. <laughs> just like peering up over a box from, from the aisle over and just reaching your phone through and hitting and play and then ducking down because the other person's going to throw a rubber ducky at you or something. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah. Good times. <sighs> well, we should probably wrap up the show. That being said, I'm just going to stop recording and live streaming. If folks want to just keep hanging out, I'm totally fine with that. We're not, we don't have to end the night, but we can't have the podcast be like four hours long. <laughs> so yeah. we'll probably do a quick goodbyes, but I'm not going to end. I won't stop the Zoom is what I'm saying. So thanks, okay. everyone, for hanging out with us on our, uh, our end of the year cocktail party. I, it was fun to see everyone all dressed up and hang out and all that good stuff. And yeah, maybe, uh, maybe this time next year we can actually do it in person. <laughs> Which yes. would be really great, like a listener party for that. So with that being said, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bain Arita. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And in that hackish way that I have to do, we'll see you all next year. Ah. Uh...